0: you for a second. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Girls' Night In. I'm Blarina, and I'm joined by my lovely co-hosts, Michelle, Karen, and Glory. We are so excited to have you join us today. There is just so much to talk about from Monday's episode, and we have a lot of opinions on it. But before we jump in, I just wanted to ask Michelle, Karen, Glory, how are y'all doing? I'm curious to know, like, what has been the highlight of your week besides The Bachelorette, of course?
1: I guess this week has been pretty traumatizing for all of us. <laughs> Literally, um, <laughs> I just think we're just so tired and drained. We're just ready to like take a break from work and and in general and just like have a really nice summer. But um, no highlight, no highlights from me. I feel like the only highlight I had so far is just like ordering bubble tea. <laughs> <And that's- laughs> Anyone else? <laughs>
2: You know, it's funny that like we're like I'm struggling at least for me to think of a highlight for my week, and because I struggled, it remind me of I'm actually doing like this journal right now where I'm writing like things like I'm thankful for in the week and like trying to be like more present in the week and like remember like the little things that happen. So I'm pulling out my book now to re- see what I wrote <laughs> for this week. Um, one highlight for my week this week um was. Oh, my manager. So my manager at work, she was just like helping me a lot with this project that I was working on. And maybe it's not a highlight. But honestly, for me, it was a highlight. Uh, because I was really struggling with this project. And she was so kind to like help me and like answered all my questions. So yeah, I think <laughs> that's a highlight for me.
3: Yeah, that's such a great highlight. I love supportive managers. I feel like having good leadership at work, like literally makes or breaks the experience. So I'm glad you have someone like that with you. Mm -hmm. Um, I guess for me, I was trying to think of a highlight too. Whenever I think of highlights, I just think of friends. I think maybe one of the highlights of my week was just getting to go on a patio for like Joey happy hour with two of my closest friends and just like drinking and you know laughing and just like being silly together. definitely missed those moments during COVID, just like not being able to see each other. But now that things are getting lifted, hopefully Girls Night In can like hang out soon. So um, I'm excited for that.
0: Oh, that's so cute. I love that. Like, I think we definitely all have our ups and downs in the weeks. But I think it's really important to take a step back and think about like the positives. And I really like that idea that Glory had of writing down things that you you kind of appreciate or like good things that happened that day. I think it's important to do that. I don't do that enough, that's for sure. <laughs> so I'm gonna steal that idea and I hope that other people try it out too. I guess for me, my highlight would probably be food related as well. I got food from my favorite local business. It's called Southeast Sandwiches. So if you're in the GTA, <gasps> you definitely should try it out. <laughs> have you tried it michelle no but i've heard of it i've heard it's really good it's like outstanding like (laughs) it's so good
1: we gotta go together as a team as a team (laughs) i just referred you guys as a team but yes as a team (laughs) um (laughs) and oh in terms of uh what glory say um on glory's point about the the um, writing her thoughts down um for those who are interested in starting definitely get the five minute journal it doesn't take that much time of your day just it's just like a journal like where each day you kind of write down like three of your goals um your affirmations and then at the night at nighttime before you sleep or go to bed you kind of like write down like three things that happened to you on top of that like three things that you could have done differently mm-hmm
3: And a little hack for everyone. So there's of course the five minute journal that's really good, but I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but on Amazon, there's like dupes, like a five minute journal dupes that are really cheap. Like I got mine for like $5 and I was like, oh wait, is this like ethical? Like, is this just like someone feeling a business idea? But I mean, it still works for me. So if you're on a budget, like I get the five minute journal is kind of expensive. Amazon has lots of options.
0: Just mm-hmm. Curiosity, how much is it? Like the five minute journal one. Um I think it's
1: $25. Oh, but wow. to be completely honest, yeah. <laughs> but to <laughs> be completely honest, like the questions that they have, you could definitely just write it down on your own journal and just personalize it and create it yourself. So that is a lot cheaper. Just buy a notebook from Indigo or anywhere
0: else and then just like do it your own, like make it your own, personalize it. Yeah, there's probably stuff like online too, information. Mm-hmm pumps or something. Oh, that's so cute. I love all those ideas. I I'm, I'm definitely gonna try it out. All right. So is everyone ready though to jump right into this week's episode? Cause it was really good. Yeah. yeah. I- Yes. All right. So at the beginning of the episode, it was really a continuation of last week where we had like Carl, you know, stirring up the pot as per usual. And like, because of Carl, this theme of being here for the wrong reason emerged. And it's honestly a theme that kind of comes up every season, especially like in the more recent seasons. So I just wanted to know, like, what are your thoughts on that? Like, are you tired of this reoccurring theme? Or do you kind of think it's inevitable. Lorena. I'm so glad you
3: brought this up because I am so tired of this (laughs) theme. It's kind of like everyone's there for the wrong reasons, you know, like everyone's looking for a platform. Everyone's thinking, oh, maybe I want to go on Paradise or maybe I can be the Bachelor. Like we keep like shaming the men for having these thoughts when it's literally the most natural way of thinking. Like you can still be there for Katie and still be very open for love, but still like you know, have those other motives. And I think it's totally okay. Like, let's stop recycling Mm -hmm. these types of themes and let's start something new. Like, I don't know, like just producers, like think of something else, please.
1: Yeah. And honestly, with Thomas, right, um, he did say that he, before he got casted or got a call and everything from the producers, he didn't know that Katie was the bachelorette or who was going to be the bachelorette. And, um, yeah, so obviously his first instinct is basically, yes, I'm going there, um, my platform, my Instagram or whatever is going to blow up and I'm going to be an idol or, you know, an influencer and all that, which is perfectly normal. I personally say, think.
2: Yeah, I think like, honestly, like I'm tired of the theme, but I think it's almost inevitable when you have 30 men who are trying to date the same woman, guaranteed one person is going to bring up this topic of like, oh, you're not here for the right reasons, or you're not here to date, you know, The Bachelorette. So I feel like it's almost inevitable. And, you know, as much as we as fans are probably a little bit tired of seeing this problem, I feel like it's going to be hard to like completely just like, not showcase it, because it is one of the core sources of drama that the the show relies on.
3: Yeah, I totally agree with that. But I think like, they have to spin this right reasons like narrative because I don't think the right reasons like hey, I think if someone was like oh I don't even like Katie she's not my type but I'm just gonna stay on the show because like you know like the dates are fun then yeah that's a wrong reason but if Thomas is being like oh like I wanted a platform I could have been the bachelor like that's not really a wrong reason like I feel like that's a natural reason so maybe just being like the men just need to like confront each other and like actually if there is someone there for the wrong reasons that are like what I just said like they don't like the lead then yeah like you know I would love to see them gone but if it's something else that's like platform related then yeah like it's really normal
1: yeah and like at the same time I just feel like they shouldn't be bashing other contestants they should be focusing on their relationship with Katie and even if let's say they are here for the wrong reasons I think Katie would know and he she she probably would send them home
0: yeah Mm. I definitely agree with that too and I feel like in this particular situation too it was just really off because like Carl kind of pulled it out of nowhere so it's like it's really annoying it wasn't even like there was some sort of evidence or like there's actually someone like Michelle said like you know you're just kind of staying on the show just because you like the dates or you know it's fun uh, but not because you actually like the lead so it his kind of came out of nowhere and it's like, okay, if you're gonna like bring up being here for the right reasons, then at least have some sort of reason, a good (laughs) reason to bring it up, you know? On that point, actually,
2: I'm curious, like a lot of the people who bring up drama to the lead, they always justify their actions by saying like, oh, they should know, right? Like if I'm dating this person and want to protect them and they should know about anyone who's not there for the right reasons. Do you guys, like, agree with that? Like, if you guys were on the show, would you bring up drama to the lead? Do you think that's, like, right or not?
3: I think it depends on what the drama is. Like, if someone is just downright disrespectful and, like, you know, saying mean things about Katie behind her back and, you know, she might have feelings for this guy and actually be invested, then I would, like, bring it up to her, I guess, and be like, hey, like, they're being really mean to you. (laughs) And, like, that's not right. But if it's simple, petty drama, like, you know, what Aaron's bringing up with, like, just all the time, like, Aaron's just a drama head mm-hmm. for some reason, then I would not bring that up because it's literally nothing.
2: Mm, yeah,
0: that's a good point. I definitely agree with that, too. It's, like, I think that's actually something that I was thinking about, like, if I was a bachelor, I, like, would I want, like, people to kind of, also stand up and tell me these things that are happening i think in some situations it's okay like i think how mike presented it like you know obviously we saw that carl Mm -hmm. went home and that's Mm -hmm. because mike stood up in front of the group and said everything i think like he said it in a very genuine way um very honest and like he did it really transparently in front of everybody and it's something that kind of they all thought so I thought like in that situation okay like I like that but there's definitely situations where I think it's maybe too much like people get so agitated about like Aaron he just seems so angry all the time (laughs) when he's talking about others like Mike you never saw any like confessional where he's like going crazy and like so mad or anything you know so I think, yeah, I, I agree with Michelle, like, it, it's, it's, like, very dependent on the whole situation. Mm-hmm. Aaron reminds me of one of those people that's, like, the police, right, like, they always try to,
2: like, you know, control, every, not control everyone, but, like, they try to make sure, like, oh, if you're wrong, you need to be called out on it, and I feel like every season, there's almost, like, a version of Aaron. there's always some kind of, like, you know, p- behavior police that's, out there in the season that like they're not in drama themselves but they just kind of like try to control everybody or try to say like oh don't do this or you shouldn't be doing this or you're not here for the right reasons kind of thing
1: yeah I don't know and and, and then on top of that just by you know speaking out and pointing fingers at other contestants it kind of ruins your own relationship with Katie too mm-hmm. because like you're technically spending or wasting time on pointing or at, like, these flaws of other contestants instead of building your relationship with Katie.
3: Yeah, definitely. And I also think, like, the drama is just happening too early on in the seasons. Like, when it, like in the earlier seasons the drama would kind of like trickle and we'd like see the story we'd like get invested and that was like fun drama like I was like eating my popcorn watching (laughs) that drama this time I'm like throwing my popcorn like asking like why am I even looking at this like get this off my screen like I literally don't even know what's happening
0: exactly I agree with that. And it's like anyone kind of like to Karen's point too, like anyone that's involved in the drama, whether you were the good good guy or the bad guy, it's like you probably won't make it far because you were somehow involved in the drama, even if you kind of set it to the lead or whatever. So it's tough. It's tough out here. Definitely. (laughs) I think um, Bachelor, you need to step up with your (laughs) storylines and (laughs) more natural drama um but yeah so like at the rose ceremony we also saw that kind of aaron got the last rose and that means that our boy john is gone how how does everyone feel about that i know karen it's probably been like a little sad (laughs) no i was literally screaming
1: what was the
0: reason
1: but honestly, I think Katie made the right choice just from seeing, or even the, not that, like, less screen time of John and Katie, but the ones of, like, when we saw their connection, like, even I pointed it out, it felt like um, more of a friendship than a relationship, so again, like, Katie, follow your heart, um, yes, John is a nice person, he'll definitely find his his one in the future, but yeah. <laughs> Who
3: do we think John might be good with in Bachelor Nation?
0: Ooh. Ooh, I saw some tweets about like him and Abigail. I think that would be cute. Oh, that would yeah. be cute. Yeah, but- I didn't see that.
1: Hmm.
2: I saw him and Tammy from Peter season
1: hanging out.
2: So, I thought like I could maybe ship that as well.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I just feel like <laughs> Tammy's very confrontational right no actually no mm-hmm. we did see a side of john to being confrontational and protecting his friends
2: no but to be honest i agree with that like Tammy is very like bold and like confident independent and I feel like John's like a little like softer mm-hmm.
1: yeah but you never know like opposites could attract and work right
0: true yeah
1: that's very <laughs> yeah
0: I hope they put him on bachelor and Paradise. I think that would be fun like honestly we, we barely saw him this season and he did seem like a really good guy and like very serious about the process um, so hopefully we do see him in Bachelor in Paradise but yeah so we do have to move forward without him unfortunately and so with that like we had a group date so this group date was really intense um, all the men kind of came into this room it was dark there was spotlights and then chairs in a circle with like Nick Vile came coming out of nowhere. And it really felt like an intimidating group therapy session. <laughs> like, once the men found out about this being kind of a date about honesty and past relationships, like I swear they were all sweating bullets um, and they did share some very personal deep stories. So how did y'all like the theme of this date? And like, were you surprised to see how open and vulnerable the men were here? I honestly love this date. I think, like I said it
2: before, but the parts, one of the best parts about the show is learning about people's past experiences, their stories. And I think this group date really helped bring to light um, some of their stories and really brought this side of vulnerability that sometimes we don't always see with the show. And I think my one criticism of the date would just be I wanted a little bit more in that like obviously all the guys were sharing and then Katie was just kind of like, thank you for sharing or like, thanks for opening up. And I wanted to hear a little bit more from Katie. Like I want it to, to truly be a discussion. And I don't know, maybe if the producers like edited it out for time's sake, but if it was just that, like I definitely wanted to see more of the discussion side with Katie. But other than that, honestly, I really love the date.
1: Yeah, like imagine sharing something so personal and being vulnerable and everything. Like you would expect something else other than thank you for sharing. <laughs> she called <wanted> a <laughs> Matt James. Love yeah. <laughs> she learned. <laughs> um, no, just from hearing some of the stories, um, some of them were really personal and it did make me tear up a lot, especially with Katie, like being, like being able to share her side and what she's been through. Um, and it's just like very shocking to me. And I felt like, throughout this whole season, like, I've cried in every single episode, like, that never happens to me, and the fact that it's happening to me right now, it just shows that, like, Katie as a bachelorette and the men in her season right now are just, like, so good, and, like, you could literally, you you just know that they're genuine in general.
3: Yeah, 100%. I think we have such a great group of guys that are willing to be vulnerable because, I don't know, like if I was on that date and like my first time, like meeting all the men, like as well as, you know, my potential girlfriend or wife, I don't know if I'd be willing to share like my deepest, darkest thoughts and stories. Like that's a very daunting environment and I'm glad they were able to open up but I almost felt kind of bad. Like I wish, I hope they didn't feel like they were forced to, you know, like share their deep story, especially in front of like the entire country and probably maybe people around the world um and sometimes I kind of wish that, that they had those intimate moments with just Katie but mm. I agree like I still enjoyed the date because I love listening to their stories but and it makes obviously good TV but at the same time I don't know I just felt a little bit icky about it um when it got really really personal
0: yeah
2: well, I'm gonna say like is like do these guys when they go on a group date like do they have to participate like what if, you know, you don't want to, or like, this is like something so personal that you don't want to share, you know, like in front of everyone.
3: I, I think there's like almost pressure to share because they always spin it as like, oh, if you don't share, you're not willing to be open and vulnerable. Maybe you're not the guy for me. Or like, if yeah. you don't want to fight someone and wrestle someone, it's like, you don't want to fight for love. Like they always spin it and kind of force people to step outside their comfort zones, which is, of a double-edged sword like yes it's really great but at the same time like i think comfort zones are good they mean boundaries and everyone needs that to have like a healthy relationship with themselves and everyone else and i feel like the show kind of blurs those boundaries sometimes and we see it through like producers manipulating storylines and everything and i don't think i'm a big fan of that
2: Oof, that's a great point
1: yeah I agree with that too. And like typically in a relationship or when you're about to form a relationship, you always have to take your time or you would want to take your time, right? Just to get to know them instead of pouring out all your, you know, like insecurities or what you've been through in the past. But again, like this is also like accelerated and probably um, Katie does want to know who these men are before choosing the one that she will be engaged in. Um, with in the end of the season.
0: Very true yeah I I see that like it's such an expedited process so it's like important to know everything I guess a group date is kind of an easy way to like hear about everybody you know because <laughs> it's hard to have you know it's, it takes a long time before you have so many one-on-ones to actually like hear those personal stories but at, at the same time, I, I do, like, agree with Michelle. Like, I feel for the men because it's tough to share such personal things in front of everyone when you probably wanted to do that privately and separately with Katie. And she could probably have a better response than just thank you for sharing that. <laughs> so, yeah, but we did see a lot of the men get deep. And, like, one in particular was Connor who shared, like, a very personal story where he um, – dropped out of school to be a musician full-time and during that time period he was drinking a lot he said that he would get angry and say horrible things to his girlfriend to the point where he ended up actually cheating on her one night when they had a fight with each other so after that moment he went to therapy he read self-help books he tried to reconnect with his family as much as possible so I was curious like to hear your thoughts in terms of like were you surprised to hear about Connor's past you feel like do you feel like he's grown from it and also he ended up getting the rose so you know were you surprised about that
1: yeah I was very surprised about that and honestly for him to own it and also like make sure that to to improve and become a better person that just speaks so much of him and like just being aware of what his actions is like a huge thing and a huge improvement one step closer to becoming a better man for Katie and the fact that he was willing to share that I guess that just ultimately led to Katie giving him the rose giving her yeah giving him the rose and and stuff like that so definitely feel like I think Katie made the right choice.
3: Yeah I've always been a fan of Connor B. And I'm glad that we've been able to see so many different sides to him. We saw like his very silly like cat side. Now we're seeing kind of his past and how um, he's healed from it or grown from it. And I definitely think that Katie's very attracted to that. And the fact that, you know, they can both be playful but also deep with each other is great. So I definitely see like a long relationship with them. Hopefully Connor will make it far.
2: Yeah. I think like Katie she's been rewarding the vulnerability so even though it was obviously like you know not it was like a dark story to share I think Katie's been shown to reward those those vulnerabilities and you know reward like even you know the hard parts of the parts that people are ashamed of or you know with like the virginity thing with Mike gear you know that he wasn't comfortable sharing and now with Connor B like I think katie has been rewarding people who have been showcasing and sharing about those things.
0: Yeah, I think so too. I think that's like one of the good qualities about like Katie being the bachelorette too, is like, she's very open and vulnerable herself. And like, I think she brings that out in others as well. I feel like she makes people feel comfortable to share, um, you know, what they've been through and maybe things that they've done in the past. So I think that's, um, just she's obviously doing a really amazing job being the bachelorette and we did also see her open up as well about her experience with sexual assault and like the importance of consent i think it was really powerful and especially on such a like huge platform like the bachelorette to talk about those things um i think like it was really amazing and it was really good to see that on the big screen and you know for everybody to hear hundred percent. Yeah. I did actually like read an interesting comment though, about like Katie opening up about that. And it basically said that like, they wished that Katie was able to open up about that experience at like a different time because they felt like the men were talking about how shitty they were to women. And then it kind of ended with Katie talking about her experience. So it kind of equated those two things. Um, as the same so I don't know like what are your thoughts on kind of that comment I'm curious to hear yeah um
1: I don't know I just feel like and if I were Katie I'd probably do the same just because you know all the men are being so vulnerable and just sharing something that's just so deep inside them and obviously I want to be able to share something that also has like something that I've been through before just so then that way it's equal and it's just like fair in general that's my thoughts on this
3: yeah I, I agree with that I think her intention was really to be equally as vulnerable as how the men were and share a story that is really hard to speak about just to show like how willing she is to you know bear herself to the men and even if you know the impact of that might have been you know maybe that wasn't the right time to share that like You know, I I, I do see that side of it, but I think her intention was still pure.
2: Yeah, honestly, like, that didn't cross my mind at all when she was sharing that. I think, obviously, like, people online, they're very, like, (laughs) analytical, and they're going to look at, like, every single detail and find a way to, like, you know, make something positive, negative, so... (laughs) Honestly, like, I get what they're saying, but like, honestly, I feel like that wasn't the intention at all.
1: Yeah. (laughs) And I don't think like timing really matters, right? There's no (laughs) right time. Like, it's not like, you know, yes, we do have control of our lives, but like, it's always like there, there shouldn't be a timeline in a relationship. It's always like something that's like spontaneous and whatever you feel comfortable. And, and we know Katie, like she's really open with her thoughts and her feelings. And obviously this is what some, this is something that she would
0: do yeah that's that's facts and there's like no timeline for like sharing something like that too if she felt comfortable in that moment sharing that then Mm. like you know we should all be so proud of her and we are (laughs) Mm -hmm. so I think it was it was a great moment still even with that comment Um, (laughs) but switching gears from Katie we also had Thomas on that group date Um, yeah Thomas (laughs) Thomas, Thomas, what what a mess, but (laughs) basically in the group date, um, Thomas was saying how he can't um, say he was coming into the season for the right reasons, because he didn't know who Katie was, which is fair. Um, He said he kind of leaned into the potential, if things didn't work out, maybe he could have a platform, and then he even said that he went on a date a week before he left, (laughs) (laughs) there was also a ton more conversation interruptions later on so it was a lot to take in but like how do we kind of feel about Thomas at this point do we appreciate the honesty (laughs) okay like I feel like
1: he might think it's it's best for him to say something like that just because like he will either be exposed in the in in the future so obviously it coming like hearing it from his own words is better than hearing it from like in a few months from external parties or whatever like maybe that girl that he went on a date with you know and going live with reality steve or something yeah. like that we see all those TikToks of
0: like the girls <laughs> exposing the man like
1: <laughs> yeah so i guess like in a way he's doing this to protect himself but then it's also like i don't know maybe he really doesn't have anything to share with katie and that was the first thing he thought of But yeah, I don't know how to feel about that. Like, do I appreciate it or do I not? I just feel like it's a red flag in general. And I just, like, send him home. (laughs) Honestly,
2: like, okay, this might sound weird. But I almost feel like Thomas is a little bit naive. And, like, when he says (laughs) these things, I feel like he's, like, I feel like he genuinely doesn't have bad intentions. And he's kind of just saying this stuff because that was his genuine thoughts. But I really (laughs) feel like he doesn't. I feel like, first of all, he doesn't realize what he's saying. And, like, everyone in the house is like, oh, my goodness, like, this guy's here for fame. And I feel like he's just literally, like, being genuine. He doesn't realize kind of, like, it's bad, in a sense, what he's saying and how it's being perceived. I don't know, like, maybe I'm just justifying him. But he seems very naive when he speaks in that, like, it's just, like, even when he was speaking with a group of men, he's like, I'm not going to be in- disingenuous with you guys. Like, he's trying to be, like, honest and, like, I feel like he genuinely has feelings for Katie. So I don't know. Something just, I don't know. I feel like he has good intentions. It's going to sound so bad. But I feel like, I don't know. I don't think his intentions are so
3: bad. I don't know. Yeah, no, I 100% agree. Like, I I get the suspicion, though, because he told Katie that he was falling in love with her and even told the men that. And the men were like, okay, hold on, buddy. Like, you just said you were coming for fame. Like, how did you switch the flip? Like, so so like soon like that just doesn't make sense but I don't know like I kind of get what you're saying he just seems like he's dumb and like doesn't understand like how the show works or like you know he hasn't watched past seasons or something like Thomas man like you really ruin it for yourself
0: he really thank you Michelle he really is and like honestly Glory said it perfectly because I was like I don't know like I didn't know how to feel about it it's like He's like kind of living on another planet or something. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I just don't get it. I think though, like, I know I kind of I'm I'm still suspicious of Thomas though now because like to say that you came onto the show like not for Katie, which it's totally justifiable because like no one knew who the Bachelorette was and stuff. But like we're only a few days in and it's like you already caught so many feelings. Like I don't know every time he seems like he's kind of dodging some questions he seems like he's trying to say the perfect things but then he's also living on another planet it's like I'm just I'm really confused I think Justin's like facial expressions pretty much <laughs> <what she> <laughs> oh, yeah. Everything. <laughs>
1: yeah
3: no he's definitely suspicious though because every time he talks, like, I don't know if it's a producer's edit, but it's literally from a fairy tale book. Like, I feel like he's trying to, like, woo Katie, and Katie's, like, eating it all up, and I'm, like, no, no, Katie, like, stop, (laughs) but at the same time, it's, like, wait, is he actually into her? Like, I don't know. As a viewer, I feel really confused.
2: I really, I genuinely think he's, like, head over heels for her. And I feel like even from night one, in terms of, like, the way he talks, like, his speech was perfect from night one. So, like, honestly, all the stuff he's saying now, I'm like, it does sound so unreal, but we saw that from night one. So, honestly, I I don't know.
1: I don't know. I'm just curious. Like, what's his occupation?
0: Oh, (laughs) I think he's a real estate broker. Oh, interesting so hmm, if he did like i i don't know if brokers are on the selling side or if they i think they might do like the back end stuff they're like the head people or something but if he did like sales agent before then he's a salesman so mm. i don't know yeah
1: like, if
0: we can try- uh, <laughs>
1: yeah i don't know i i don't want to like assume things but
0: i don't know there could be a correlation <laughs> But yeah, we did see like a lot of Thomas versus Aaron Thomas versus Hunter coming up later in the episode. But it does seem like overall kind of there is some unity amongst the men. And like we saw that earlier with Carl, we now see that everyone is feeling similar towards Thomas. Like, are we kind of surprised how united the men are against, you know, these specific people?
2: I think I am like, it's almost nice to see like we saw it with Carl like all the men stood up um, against him and got him out and like now all the men are talking and standing up against Thomas so I feel like I don't know if we've really seen that before where kind of all the men group together and attack this one person because I feel like I don't know I feel like sometimes it's been like somewhat even or it just never seemed like all the men in the house or all the women in the house are always
1: like on the same page. Yeah, no, this is definitely different. And like, I'm really, I love it so much just because I just feel like it just shows how mature Katie's men are. And they're not like fighting or like bratty or, you know, catty in general. But it's just like, in their eyes, they just want to protect Katie. They're here for the right reasons.
0: Yeah. You know? Yeah, I definitely see that too. I think it's 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 nice to see because sometimes it's usually like one person who takes it on. I think there is some people this season that are taking it on, but at least kinda everyone comes to a consensus consensus concessi- con- <laughs> <Okay. laughs> it's, it's it's okay, it's been, been a long day. <laughs> it's been a really long day. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like Usually we don't see everyone coming to a consensus um, and getting rid of somebody who like Carl, who is just too much and has got to go. So it, that's nice to see. But other than that, um, finally, we did have Michael A get his one on one date. Oh. And y'all, that made me really emotional, like him sharing his story about his wife getting breast cancer a few months before delivering their child and then two years ago she passed away it was just so heartbreaking so I want to hear your thoughts on this beautiful moment with Katie and like how do we feel about Michael A going forward I
3: okay honestly not trying to brag but from the moment like he was at the (laughs) rose ceremony like the first night cocktail party (laughs) I was like I just feel like there's something special about him like Mm -hmm. he just seems so mature like the way he carried himself and I just knew like there was some kind of story or something about him that was special and I'm so glad that we got to see it at this episode the way he like shared his story to the men and to Katie and like the words that he said like I think he said like you make me feel like I can fall in love all over again Mm -hmm. and like just melted me like this guy is such a gem like one of the best like in bachelor nation in my opinion like i am such a huge fan of michael
1: mm-hmm. and <laughs> honestly not gonna lie though every single time he smiles
0: i literally just tear up you know? <laughs> his smile gets to me every time <laughs> so he's sweet. such a positive
1: person like obviously he's been through a lot and like the fact that he could put up a smile and just be optimistic it just shows that like you know like he can handle situations like he's oh my gosh I just want to give him a hug
2: (laughs) yeah he is so sweet and I'm so happy he's on the show and that we get to see him like fall in love potentially again and I guess my question for Katie with her relationship with Michael would be like is she ready to have a kid, right? Because if she's, you know, if they make it out engaged at the end of this, she's going to become a mom. And I'm wondering if she's ready for that, like right now, right away.
3: That is so true. I feel like I just want to like think only the bachelor bubble and like ignore like all these other factors in a relationship because I just feel like they're so perfect together. But I, mm-hmm. I totally agree that like, there's a lot for her to think about. For sure.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to say like, I feel like katie also like michael a is just such a sweetheart like i don't think anyone would want to break his heart too so if there's even like a single small doubt in katie's mind that like she can't really handle having a kid then i feel like she wouldn't want to go far with him just because she wouldn't want to kind of break his heart or you know choose him and then it not end up working out because he's just such a sweet guy oh my I love this man this man is amazing Uh, (laughs) but he would he's definitely like a a gem like Michelle said like he's a forever type of love he's that type of guy that'll be by your side forever through it all so I personally like I think they would be cute together I I am rooting for Michael A for sure yes
3: and to your point Marina about how you feel like um, Katie will hold more weight with her decision with Michael. I remember she said that like every rose that she gives to Michael, she's also giving to her his son, which makes it just all that more like weight on her shoulders. So I'm so happy Katie said that because she deeply understands like the sacrifices Michael has had to make to come to the show and like what she's dealing with and that scenario. And I just love them
1: together. Like I want them yes. to work. Like I just want to see more Michael like forever. Yeah. And do you remember that interview Katie was on where they asked a bunch of questions like who's um the best father? Who's the best yes. kisser? Who's Remember how she kept saying Michael A, Michael A, Michael A? <laughs> Ooh, oh yeah, do you remember that? Yeah. And I'm just like, "Wow, I'm sure I'm sure something's up. (laughs)
2: Who did she say was the best husband?
1: Was it Greg? I think it was Michael Michael A. A. Michael A.
0: Okay, so we'll have to see then. Oh, man. I hope so, honestly. I'm like literally tearing up talking about (laughs) Michael (laughs) A. right now. (laughs) Michael A., please come on the next episode of this podcast. We need to speak to you.
1: Yeah. (laughs) gosh i'm envisioning like his smile right now i'm like oh yeah
0: i just to give you a hug oh yes <laughs> a virtual hug yeah <laughs> but yeah like definitely ended up off this episode on a good note michael a we love you we really do you're welcome to come anytime like lori said so anyways we hope you all enjoyed today's recap be sure to join us next week thursday at 8 p.m once again peace out Much love. Have a wonderful day. Bye, everyone. Bye. 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 We're here here for the right reasons
2: reasons only. only.